forget everything that you think you know about comics. Some say the battle of good versus evil is never ending because evil always survives. Some say that there are two types of people in this world, those who drink beer and those who enjoy a good comic. Well, damn it, we are the bridge. And to that we say cheers. We are your guardians, your watchful protectors from everything mundane. Because in the real world, you either die a hero or you drink long enough to see yourself become the villain. There's a war going on out there. How can you be sure you're on the right side? The ageless debate of what's right and wrong brought to your headphones with the simplest of solutions. With great beer comes great responsibility. And we accept that responsibility. For in brightest day, in blackest night, no evil shall escape our sight. We are hop heroes, bringing the relevance of great beer and comic book stories to light. Hello and welcome to another edition of Hop Heroes, the show where we talk about our favorite drinks and our favorite heroes. I'm your host, Jordan Arith, and with me as always, we have talented artist and comic enthusiast, J.R. Gonzalez. How's it going? How was your uh, weekend? My weekend was Cowabunga. Yeah. Bro. Did yeah. you get some pizza? Eat some pizza. I did. Actually. Okay. Let's see how many. Let's see how many. We're doing TMNT today, so let's see how many terrible references or puns I can make to make you guys cringe. Uh, Friday was a far out Friday. I had some pizza, and it was delicious. I haven't had pizza in like a month uh, mm-hmm. from this new. You know, it's not a diet if you're doing it for the rest of your life, right? So what do you call that? Just this life change, way of living, cuisine life change that I've yeah. made and. Uh, pizza's not really on that, so I don't have it very often anymore, as much as I love it. And I had some on Friday, and it was it was hitting. It was hitting, to say the least. And then sour- Saturday was just bonkers. My buddy Davis came up, who plays a lot of music for our episodes, uh, who is band Weeknights, and I haven't seen him in years. And he came up. He's all vaxxed. So we came out of the cloth work, and we, uh, we hit up uh, <laughs> one of those movie theaters that you can drink at and eat at, you know? Oh, those are fun. The- Cinemark in Bellevue, and we went and saw yeah. Army of the Dead from Zack Snyder. Oh, how um, was it? It was fun, man. Uh, Batista's in it, obviously, and he's 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 a he's a hoot. Um, it was it was a really you know nothing crazy like deep, but it was just fun, brutal action. It's a heist movie based in Vegas after it was taken over by zombies. So I mean, yeah, put that together. I did realize though, I don't like Zack Snyder. Like I just don't like him. I'm not. You don't like the whole way he does uh, things. Um, yeah, I mean, and I get the appeal. Uh, he just like, he makes everything so epic, even when it doesn't need to be, I feel like with the the drawn out (laughs) scenes of drama, dramatic, like dialogue, that's just really in the heart of like this huge battle, you know, it just would never happen. Uh, a lot of slow-mo, you know, just things that I thought it was just a DC thing I didn't like, but no, it's, it's a Snyder thing. I feel like you're describing Michael Bay is what I feel like you're describing. So Michael Bay is much bigger, right? Like Snyder is uh, not bigger, like more popular, but just like explosions and boom, boom. And Mm -hmm. Snyder does that. I just, he, he, he's like a darker Michael Bay, I guess, but I just feel like he's, yeah, I feel like he's got a lot of ego and he wants to just draw shit out and like how, look how cool I can make this scene. I don't know. He's very talented. Don't get me wrong. He's just, his style doesn't connect to me, but Davis loved it. He, He thought it was really great. Um, and then Sunday, I would say I was pretty shell shocked because, uh, we had a fun day on Saturday, and I did not have a fun day on Sunday. I was I was recovery mode. Um, and do you have that secret uh, ooze coming out your booty hole? Yeah, let's not talk about that. But um, <laughs> the, the mute, <laughs> special mutant ooze. TGI. Yeah, I didn't turn into. I mean, I guess you was a mutant. I did turn into a mutant <laughs> a little bit yesterday, so that makes sense. I looked, I looked the part. That's for sure. Uh, but what about you, man? How was your? How was your? Uh, did you hang ten this weekend? But, yeah, my weekend sucked. I'll be honest with you. I don't really have a lot of bad weekends, but um, I decided to take my father's advice. And this is not me. I'm not this person. I'm not this guy that goes out and works on cars. Um, <laughs> I'm not this guy that goes out and builds things DIY. That's not me. I mean, I've done them. Um, but my dad was like, you know, let's do it. Let's work on your truck brakes and let's get it together. And 10 hours later and a couple hours on Sunday, uh, Mm. pretty much ruined my, my weekend. And, um, 
and uh, Amber's weekend. So, of course, I'm going to be paying for that for the next couple of weekends. They uh, ruined Amber's weekend because you were working? Yeah, because my mom came like by. away from you? Well, my mom oh. was with her the whole time. Not that it was like my mom. It's just Amber oh. was kind of held hostage for like 10 <laughs> hours. Um, yeah. So if you have mother-in-laws or, you know, if your spouse and um, Amber – you know, uh, did a great job of hanging out with my mom for 10 hours straight. <laughs> she's a so, trooper, huh? She's a trooper. So I, I, uh, made, I married up on that. So, um, yeah, that's all I did. I was so tired. I was beat. I mean, um, stupid truck and I didn't really get to do that much. And then of course, you know, you, you take a nap midday Sunday, right? Cause you're like tired. And maybe four or five, take a longer nap than you're supposed to. And then I can't sleep at night. So I wound up staying up late. So I pretty much just, you know, get up in the morning and uh, did not have the most fun. But hey, it's part of life, I guess. You know, you're just going to have those weekends. And uh, it's all right because that's, we're human. You know, we're, we're, we're famous, but, you know, we're still the regular Joes. Well, speak for yourself. I'm, I'm not regular. You're not a regular uh, Joe. No, just a. I'm a unique Joe. I'm a standout Joe. Over here. <laughs> I've been called Joe Joe on occasion. Joe Joe is my nickname. My mom called like it up when I was a little baby. Um, no, but that's not. Did you at least learn anything though? Did you learn like? Could you do that yourself now if you had to? Um, I've done it before. The, the one of the, the, you know, you ever just you know, there's this is why I don't like working on truck because. You know how to do it, but there's always that one thing that you can't, like, that just holds you up. You know, it's like maybe the, the bolt didn't go in right, or maybe the part they sold you just wasn't quite the right fit. And that's what happened, and you spend hours doing that. So the only thing right. I learned was uh, don't tell my dad that the truck is broken and just pay for someone to do it. That's what I learned to do. Um, yeah. So, that's yeah, I life. did. That's how I learned it, yeah. So all the time. Yep. Right on. Well, that sounds fun. We both had interesting weekends in uh, different ways, and uh, that's our catch-up for the weekend. Now let's talk about what we're talking about today. We have <laughs> TMNT, The Last Ronin, from Kevin Eastman and Peter Laird, the original creators of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And not only do we have Turtle Talk, but we have Sean Lee, the letterer from The Last Ronin, on later this episode with a brief interview with JR to talk about everything that comes with lettering a comic and much, much more, which is super fucking exciting. So can't wait to hear that. Um, And before we get into that, we have an IPA from Rogue Brewing to discuss. So without further ado, let's tackle that beverage breakdown. So JR... We are here to talk about Ninja Turtles, and when looking for the beer that would be perfectly fitting for Ninja Turtles, I was looking for something that had to do with a mutant turtle, and I couldn't find a Ninja Turtle beer anywhere. But what I did find, which I think is either an upgrade even, or just the next best thing, and that is Combat Wombat. <laughs> that's, that is that is a great beer to go with this, because of all the animal uh, mutation that goes in with TMNT. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Ninja so, Turtle, Combat, Wombat. I mean, I feel like you could just put that into the comic and nobody even blink an eye, you know? <laughs> it's uh, so cute. So it's adorable. The artwork stole is, me away when I saw it. Yeah, it's great from Rogue. Just a beautiful can. But also, when you get to reading it, it's even more exciting. Uh, it's a sour, Northeast-style, hazy IPA with Australian hops, blood orange, and grapefruit. So it's got a little bit of sour to it. It's got a little bit of hazy bitter haziness to it and then it's got a sweet fruitness to it so i am so excited to try this i've never had it and let's just make sure i get this beautiful pour going here um but it's actually a seasonal beer and it's typically only available june through september so the fact that i found this in the store in may means it's hit the shelves early it's one uh best beer 2018 and 2019 uh it's one beer festival awards in washington and if you look at it oh god it smells so good mm. it smells you can definitely smell the blood orange that's what Ooh, sticks I, out the most i i've had some blood oranges before and i actually quite like it look at that it doesn't have doesn't have much of a haze to it it's very clear but it, you can tell it's got some tartness to it because it smells a little sour is there uh, so. particles in there 
Uh, no, I don't see any hazy particles in there. It's very clear. Uh-huh. Uh, and the head is, is not really vanilla at all. It's very, very, you know, pale. So let's see what this, this flavor profile's got. <laughs> that is sour. Mm. So, <coughs> oh, yeah. So I love sours, personally. If you do not like sours, you will not like this beer. It is not an IPA. It is. I mean, it is, but it isn't. Like, this is mostly sour, I would say, so far. Hmm. Oh, I really like that. It's super, super crisp, super light. Probably the lightest IPA I think I've had. And it's like you're eating or chewing on a a rind of a blood orange. Like it's got that oh. like sour tartness to it, but yeah. the sweet juices. And if you look on the back of the can, it has a little bit of a breakdown of what flavor spectrums it really s- steers towards. Yeah. And if you if it's got heavy tart, heavy fruit, and just a hint of sweet. And barely any malt. And malt is probably, so the, the five flavor profiles, we got malt, sweet, tart, fruit, and funk on this. And of all those, my least favorite is probably the malt. That's the one I care about the least. Um, I do like a little funk every once in a while, but this one definitely doesn't need it. And I would say it's very, I'd say it's very tart forward and, and a little fruit on the back. Um, limited sweetness, but mostly just that that brightness, you know? And yeah. then it also has on here what you should pair it with and... What do you think you would want to pair a sour beer with? What type of cuisine? Because if you name one of these three things, I'll be very impressed. There's three options on here. Don't say a cheeseburger. You always say a cheeseburger. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think of like my sour, you know, combination, you know, deals that I, I've may have had in the past. Um, How about this? I'll give you some hints. One is a appetizer you order at bars. All right. Another is a little higher-end seafood dish. And also could be able to raise an appetizer, actually. And then the third one, I don't even really know. Um, but I know it's a different... Well, I, I was going to say seafood. Like, that was, like, my first thought process was seafood. I, I, either, like, some kind of, like, um, cold seafood, maybe. Like a shrimp cocktail or um, have... Okay. Garlic shrimp is the second one. Oh, okay. So that's yeah, on there. Nice that's job. what I was going for. I, I felt like, you know, sour, not steak. You know, steak is too, you know. Yeah, you don't want a sour steak. No, yeah, yeah. That, it, it's Unless almost... you're Charlie Kelly. Charlie Kelly likes milk steak. So oh, that's interesting. Whatever the hell that is. I don't know. <laughs> it's doesn't, it doesn't exist. Oh, okay. He gets the sign of jelly beans with his milk steak. Um, okay, so you got the garlic shrimp. This... Appetizer is a fried food. What do you think it would be? A fried food. Fried. Like chicken, maybe? No, not chicken. Hmm. I'm trying to think of what's for onion rings? Mm, I don't know. Cheese curds. Oh, I would have never guessed that. Fried. Oh, and the I last like... one. The last one is a, a Turkish pastry. Do you like know what that's a, called? Because I, I had to Google it. No, all I can think of is Turkish candy from the Falcon and Winter Soldier <laughs> that he hands out to baklava. the kids. Baklava. I, I've heard of baklava. baklava. I've heard of it too. I just didn't know where it was from, so it's Turkish. Turkish pastry, apparently. Oh. So those are the three things they would recommend with this beer. That just shows you how <laughs> out there it is. Um, but Rogue Brewing out of Newport, Oregon, really crushed it with this one. I'm a, I'm a huge fan. I'd highly recommend it, especially for a summer beer. It's perfect. And if you go to their website, actually, they have a fun video about a, a wombat that's loose in their brewery and is terrorizing the staff and, and eating all the hops. So uh, it's got like a little gremlins feel to it. It's pretty fun. So would highly recommend checking that out. Beautiful. I love it. All right. So that's our beverage breakdown. Now let's dive into the last Ronin, JR. Do you think you can do a 60-second synopsis of what The Last Ronin is about? Yeah, let's see. I uh, it's not a lot. There's only two books out right now, so... There's only two. But what if you had to just break down the premise of the story? All right, let's do it. All right, let me get this stopwatch up and 
Running. All right. And a three. And a two. And a one. Hit it. Revenge. Honor. I'm done. That's what this Revenge book's about. Revenge and honor. Revenge and honor. This book's <laughs> Give me about. more. I want more. All right. So, think of think of a movie that has a a uh, a hero that's been beaten to the ground, that's been just demolished. Family's gone. Friends are gone, and he has one goal in life, right? And his goal is to avenge his family and honor his family. And he he works towards this goal day after day after day after this whole life comes to an end and he fights to get to that goal and he gets there and fails but then all of a sudden he has familiar faces show up maybe an april o'neill maybe april o'neill has a daughter i don't know um you have to read it but let, there's a or big listen. or listen. There is actually a big, big uh, secret and reveal at the in the last Ronin on the first book, and it's who is the last Ronin. If anybody knows what Ronin is, it's the one lone survivor, samurai, the one that goes rogue, the one that puts himself out there. And this teenage mutant ninja turtle was my favorite growing up until I got older and got some testosterone. So as a kid, I loved him. So at like 35 or? Yeah, as you see, I'm getting facial hair. <laughs> uh, look at that stash, bro. Mm. Um, but it turns out the last Ronin is, uh, spoiler alert, is Michelangelo. And he, Mikey! And he becomes this ultimate warrior and just continues to fight. And it's brutal. I mean, he falls off a building. He stabs all kinds of ninjas, and he um, has always been the one that wasn't the strongest or the smartest, just the funniest. Yeah. Great appetite for pizza, great taste in food, and obviously love the ladies. So that to me is the last Ronin so far. <laughs> I love it. All right, <laughs> two minutes and fifteen seconds. Yeah, uh, I, pretty close. Just who cares about the sexy seconds? It's all about the words and how I put them together in this magical form of of audio and oh yeah, the tonality of your delivery yeah, is what I, it's really about. And I don't have the deepest, perfect microphone voice, but I do have the mind. So in my mind, it sounds great. But so to you listeners, I'm sorry. You have a you have a deep microphone mind. Yeah, deep. My, yeah, it's deep. It's just <laughs> so deep. It vibrates. And it sounds so good up here. It does. So uh, it, I don't care. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's, 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 that is the last run. And I mean, that's what it is. That's, it's not the craziest, deepest storyline so far. It's, it's honestly jam packed action of a vengeance. It's, it's Mikey going out there to avenge his fallen brothers. And he is a pissed off wandering samurai. And I, I will say, I can, Completely was blown away that it was Mikey. It's revealed in the last in the last page, um, and I thought it was Raph. I mean, how did you not? And, and it, <laughs> I know I thought it was Raph all the way up until the second book, like midway through, when they were talking, like referencing him as Mike, Michelangelo, and Mikey. I was like, wait, what did I miss? And I went back and I was like, oh my god, I missed the last panel that says Michelangelo. <laughs> and I was like, oh shit. So I completely just assumed it was Raph and ran with it for like one and a half stories. And yeah. Uh, you just never see Mikey like this. He's in a brutal, he's old, you know, he's, he's depressed, he's pissed, and, he, and, and it is not a standard TMNT story. I love that Eastman and Laird went this route where it was the original guys that made a kid show, and I feel like it's great that it's them because they made this story for fans that grew up on Ninja Turtles, mm-hmm. not for kids that are watching the animated series now or whatever. Like, they made it for us, you know, and... And it's our it's our speed, it's our language, it's our brutality. They, I wrote down they said ass in one of the panels. They cuss. Uh, like there's there's a ton of bloodshed. Like there's people getting killed. Like it's exactly what you look for. It gave me a lot of Logan vibes. Like they're like an old man Logan type story for Ninja Turtles. This would be it. Yeah. Um, and I and I, I really thought it was just a fun ride. What what, what were your thoughts? So I far? so this book had a lot of anticipation. Um, there is. It's actually it's not a normal sized comic book. It's not a current sized comic book. It's actually just, it's actually 
doesn't quite fit in a silver size bag. Um, so it, it doesn't, so it's bigger than that comic book, bigger than a silver size comic. So it doesn't really fit in boxes. Um, but, and I, I say that because it, it just shows you the uniqueness of this book. It's almost like you could put it out. on your, yeah, you can almost put it on your, your bookshelf as a, maybe like a trade paperback. Cause it's almost that size, but yeah. Um, it was such an intriguing storyline. You're just, I mean, like, like I said, there was such anticipation. People were talking about it in in the uh, the water the water cooler at the at Action City. You know, it, it was just the the uh, locker room talk, if if you will, because you know they don't talk about girls in comic book stores. They they talk about comics, comic book in comic book stores. Just a bunch and, of dudes whipping towels and talking comics. Yeah, so you know this was this was the hot lady or whatever you like, the hot guy in the room that you're looking to get depends on your preference. Um. But I feel like this story was worth the wait. And it was definitely uh, a story that I want to continue. And they just, dra they're dragging this out. I mean, I've gone, um, I don't know, a couple months for the second issue that came out. The third issue hasn't come out yet. Um, but they, IDW is doing a really good job of this. I just, I was just counting the variant covers for this second issue. And there is 30 different exclusive variant covers for this issue. Just for the second issue? Just for the second issue. I mean, I don't Jesus. know. I, I'm pretty sure there's probably the same amount for the first one. Some of them are harder to get. Some of them can. Um, I, I, let me put it this way. The first week this book came out, it was already selling. It's priced at $9, $8.99, but it was already selling for 30 bucks before it even came out. $30. So it went up 300% in value before even hitting the shelves. Before it hit the shelves, sold out before you hit the shelves. I had to kind of, uh, I mean, I'm glad I'm at the comic book store all the time because if you're not there, good luck. I mean, it's kind of like some of these other books that have come out lately. This is just the industry now. I mean, the it's so popular, these books, these, you know, rarities, you know, like the Berserker with, uh, um, which we're eventually we'll talk about with uh, Keanu Reeves. I mean, Keanu, Keanu, my buddy, best human being on the planet. Um. He's up and he's up there, yeah. Did you, did you know they're making a Matrix Four? I think I did hear that. Trinity's coming back, right? Yeah, it's apparently everybody's supposed to be back, so I'm pretty, pretty happy about that. Um, I'm excited. Yeah, we'll see. Third one was garbage, so hopefully they make it better. Yeah, that was, but it's still, you know, my favorite one is the second one. He turned into a superhero basically on the second one. You like the second one better than the first. That's I, I mean, this do, is a berserker yeah. conversation. But that's yeah. Um. But anyways. Um. Yeah. So I. Uh, you know they they did a good job with this book. Um. And I'm I'm glad that it's in my life. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad it's in your life too, man. I'm glad it's in mine. I think that it's, it's like the artwork. It's not surprising that there's 30 variant covers of me because the artwork is so. You have so much material to work with. Not only do you have these lovable characters, but they're brutal, like their work, their every day is brutal in reality, and yeah, it's often overlooked with the cartoon delivery that they often have. And and in this one, they dove into what would be potentially uh, an option if if you took the you know the three D kid glasses off and made it made it real. And there's there's just there was one scene I remember where Mikey's sitting there. And this is in book two. Actually, I'm sorry. This is this is Raph. This is when Raph is fighting that that girl from the Foot Clan, um, and he takes her into the water. Shows his demise. About? Yep. This is when his when apparently yeah. he died. Passes. Yeah. We've only seen spoiler alert, death, and it's just Raph. Yeah, and yeah, and, uh, that's when I realized maybe Raph isn't the main character in this book, and I probably should realize uh, that af after the reveal ago. in the first book. <laughs> I told you uh, I missed that panel. Oh I was my just, god, that was, was like sold. It was out there. That was like the main thing about this book. Who is the last Ronin? I thought it was Raph. I thought it wasn't even a surprise. <laughs> I was just... telling people, I was, I was telling people, yeah, it's Raph. And he's like, he's like pissed off, like on, on a fucking terror. I was telling Brandon that. And obviously it's not. And I'm a fucking idiot. But um, there's a scene before <laughs> Raph goes, passes, where he's like, she's jumping in. There's a red moon in the background. She's jumping over like a blood moon. And then he has like mm -hmm. just six arrows in his back. And he's got blood dripping from his face. And it's like, this is a side of TMNT I have yet to see. And I'm fucking right. here for it. So, like, the artwork potential, like, there's got to be some dope, dope variants, but also some cool posters out there mm -hmm. that I would not mind hanging in my yeah. room. So, I mean, I can only imagine. I'm sure you have some. I've seen some already. 
Yeah, I've got a couple. I only got one or two variants, I think. There's one I've got, but I mean, some of these variants are are just over the, you know, they're just amazing. I mean, um, I mean, it's it's pretty cool. I mean, so if you're a TMNT guy and you haven't read this, I'd be surprised, but you you need to read this and and you know maybe get all the variant covers, but. I yeah, mean, I would suggest amazing. this is like Immortal Hulk to me. I would suggest not doing it. Like I regretted doing this on com, like on digital. I mm-hmm. did the same thing with and with Immortal Hulk, and I really wish after reading it, I would have gotten that physically because the artwork is just so cool and it's just it's just beautifully done. Yeah, there's certain books I don't mind on digital. I I was having this debate with myself not too long ago, and um, it really is it it, it is for specific books. I mean, I'm I'm a guy who loves to buy books and read them so that's i have a lot but there have been ones that i felt that looked that were really great like the loki book that i read that was perfect mm. on digital you know um mm-hmm. but you're yeah, right yeah it uh, but you know like thor books and 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 wolverine books and all these with all the great art you know um you got to get it go to so go support your local comic book store and go get it yeah yeah uh for this one especially and it's something that you'll want like you can i'm sure they have hardbounds with some dope covers that you mm-hmm. probably want to put and display like this show your fandom, you know, and mm-hmm. show it in a, in a way that's like dark and mysterious. Yeah. Take a look at our feed. I, I post as much as I can, you know, with some of the books that I get, you know, I, I buy Omnibus now and those, those cover, those graphics on those covers are, are just super cool. I mean, just amazing. And, and like you said, you alluded to a little bit, just get back to the story that uh, in the second book he finds, some old friends. He finds April, mm-hmm. um, and then April has a daughter now. Support alert: Her name's Casey Jones, and it's a, it's her daughter, obviously named after her father, who is gonna be his death's gonna be revealed. It looks like in the third one, um, because the closing scene has a samurai sword with his hockey mask hanging on it. Yeah, um, and uh, I'm really in- intrigued to see that. But I'm also intrigued to see what happened to April because she has a little sequence in the beginning where she is putting on a bionic arm and a bionic leg because she lost right. her limbs. So some dark shit went down. If, if April is losing limbs, then you know some stuff went down. Yeah. Um, they, and they, so I'm really excited for that reveal. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's pretty, I, I'm like I said, I, I the anticipate the anticipation that IDW has done with this book. I, I can't remember the last time I've, I've anticipated so much about a book. I mean, um, I mean, just every, it's just amazing how they they've built this up so you know hats yeah. off so they're gonna make five issues right that's what it's counted towards i think it's five i you know i don't even i just wanted to keep going but i mean you're you're gotta you gotta think about all the turtles um and it looks like they maybe do one or two deaths in in a book i don't know but um yeah well splinter was 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 injured in this one but i don't know if we saw him die yet yeah, I'm not quite sure how many books. I didn't look at it, but they're not saying part two of five, so. And on Comicsology, it says two of five. Oh, did it? Yeah, but that could just be the first run. You know, who knows if they add on to it. Um, and I agree. I think we're going to f- slowly figure out how that people died. And, and what, what's one cool thing is that uh, Mikey is talking to his fallen brethren, mm-hmm. um, and they're like kind of like shadows, and that's kind of cool. How he's just yeah. like having that dialogue in his head and... Um, yeah, yeah. Kind it's of just takes, it's just fucking cool. It is. It that little part kind of takes you back to the to the movie. You know, the nineteen is it ninety nineteen ninety movie. You know, um, where Splinter's gone and he's teaching them to use their G or whatever to contact mm-hmm. him. And I feel like that's what he's yeah. doing here. Yeah, and it, it is also it's very far in the future. I mean, everybody's very old and it's visible, and that's why the old man Logan, I think makes sense not just because it's brutal but because everybody's just significantly older in this Mm -hmm. you can tell Mm -hmm. and it's also got a little bit of a blade runner feel to it because there's flying cars like it's all futuristic but they're using like tall buildings like swords yeah yeah so it's got all these different kind of relevant and relatable themes to it that i really enjoyed yeah yeah. Um, did you notice any like Easter eggs or anything unique that you noticed that you want to point out? From the uh, no, I did not. I mean, you, the Foot Clan still is out there. Um, I don't yeah. know some of, some of these characters. Is I'll be honest, it's not like I've been reading the last 
30 years of TMNT books. So um, kind of new to some of this stuff. And yeah, it's Tim, not Shredder. <laughs> yeah, it's not Shredder. It um, but it is the Foot Clan. And um, they've kind of gone back a little bit to, you know, what I've seen to the old turtle style. It, it is in color. Obviously, the first original wasn't in color. Um, and there, it is a little bit more. I think in the beginning they were not so big, if I remember right. But it's maybe a Kevin Eastman's um, sketch or something. But yeah, and nothing that I can think of. So, and and just to just to confirm, the it's not Shredder. It's because it's way in the future. But Shred, Shredder's grandson, I believe, is supposed to be the main protagonist or antagonist. No, sorry, Oroku Hiroto is the grandson of Oroku Saki. Ah. They're saying Oroku Hiroto is who killed the turtles. Um, they haven't proven anything yet because it hasn't shown at all, but that's what they're theorizing. That's what mm. it's like hinting at, and that's the grandson. That's why like the, the battle between these two families, Splinter's family and Shredder's family, that was the original storyline, has continued. It's just right. down the bloodline. So Technically, it is kind of Shredder. Okay. Um, but yeah, do we know when episode... When issue three is dropping, has that been released yet? I don't think so. I know we've been getting asked about it at the comic book store. Um, oh shit! Look at this, May twenty sixth. So at the end of the month. Yeah, perfect. So it's coming out here soon. It's like coming wait. out one yeah. once a month. When did this come out? No, because the first one came out in the fall. So this is in so so every once a quarter. This came out in February 2021, the second one. Yeah, it must be, it must be every three months. Holy cannoli. <laughs> Holy yeah, they're baklava. They're dragging it out. Well, they got to make 35. <laughs> Holy baklava. They got to make baklava. 30 variants for each cover, so they, they, need, they need time, man. Yeah. Yeah. And they know how to make your balls wet. I know that. Yeah. <laughs> tease it. Just tease them. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what uh, what kind of rating would you give this man? What what one to ten? What do you think so far? Oh, I'm giving it a nine point five. Nine point five. Wow. 9. 5. Okay. Def- def- defend your rating. That's a high rating. Uh, or explain, well, I guess. Not sure. I, I I'm not giving it a ten because it's not done yet. Um, but I'm giving it a nine point five because um, it's got all the elements to keep me wanting to read and that's what you want as a creator right you want your fans to read you want them to be engaged and it's actually done that in the first two pages it is a 48 page comic book um and so it's a lot longer it's you know so you know you're it's a good read and it's worth the money and um there i mean i'll be honest i think the value of the book is going to stay where it's at you know at the the prices that it is um I'm not sure if they read, if they low what the print run or how many copies they are of each certain each variant or the original cover A, but um, hopefully that you know that that holds true. That's what I'm being told. But um, and you know, like I said, growing up as a kid when I was younger, my favorite turtle was Michelangelo. That's that's and then obviously when I got some testosterone, I I jumped into um, Raphael, but like everybody else does. But um, yeah. But I was I was happy to see him be the star of the show for once instead of the butt of the joke. So um, yeah. it's a great twist. So, yeah, that's my 9.5. What about you? I, I was the same exact way. I loved Mikey. He was the comic relief. And then I grew up and then I, I just, like, respected the shell of Raph because he's yeah. such a badass. So cracked shells. His Raph shell's all cracked. He's badass. You know, he's yeah. got, like, bandages everywhere. Love it. Doesn't follow the rules. Doesn't give a shit with, with you know. Donatello yeah. wants to do or Leo wants to do. It's what fucking Raph thinks is right. So yeah. Yeah. But I so I just assumed this would be him and I love the idea of Mikey taking on a serious role. I think that's such a cool concept. I at first I was kind of put off. I was like, really? Mikey? But then I realized I didn't even know it was Mikey the whole time because he's so different. And that's what makes it kind of cool. Yeah. So um I give it an eight point five. Um and I don't have any really huge critiques. I think it's a ton of action and the story's kind of slowly like building up into it mm-hmm. um i just i'm i'm kind of unfamiliar with the storyline of the villains and that's just my own I- ignorance i don't know this I, right. I haven't like you said i've been reading tmnt i i watched all the movies watched all the shows played all the video games turtles in time is probably a, a if i had to buy one stand-up you know actual arcades sized video game it'd be turtles in time oh yeah it's um, so fun 
Sound like it's my fucking game. Um, but I, I just, I just don't know about it, and, and I'm, I'm excited for it to be more. I think that uh, maybe 8.5 is selling it short, and, and that's just, hey, that's just where my guts at uh, right now. But you got, I think it will build. I think I like build. it. It's a great it's a great rating for a book that doesn't have an ending yet and you know you don't you know you're you're playing it smart it's a it's a you're you're making sure your your middle clubs are doing its job so to build up to you know get heated up for the big drive cuz you know first couple of holes are in golf is tough so i, I feel like yeah, that's what you're Yeah. Yeah, I'm relying on my fairway game right now which is fucking terrible in real life. Um so that's our thoughts on the last Ronin. I, we definitely highly recommend go out and check it, and I also highly recommend uh, Combat Wombat. It, if you can find it on a shelf, you will not be disappointed. Um, so we're gonna take a quick commercial break, and when we come back, we will have J.R. and Sean Lee, the letter of Last Ronin's interview. Um, so Sean, tell me, tell me about your, your origin story. We like to say origin cause it's a comic book, but you know, tell us how did you get started in the industry? How, how do you, you know, continue to do that? You know, start from the very beginning if you'd like, you know, whatever you want to do, but tell us your origin story. Um, man, uh, I was born, uh, just kind of South, South of Detroit. Um, if you ever saw the show Detroiters and you think of Down River Ale. I grew up in that area. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um yeah, just right on the river there, just south of Detroit. Uh born and raised there and in like two thousand eight, uh I got got laid off like everyone else in Michigan. So uh right. my then fiance and I moved out to San San Diego and you know, just applying the jobs everywhere, looking for design work and all that stuff. And then uh, eventually got in touch with Chris Ryle somehow at IDW Publishing and kind of cyber stalked him. And he was cool enough to reply. And eventually I interned there at IDW uh, as like an editorial intern at first. And then they figured out that I was terrible at that. So, uh, <laughs> use my talents, uh, use my talents a little bit better over in the, uh, design production department, uh, under Robbie Robbins at the time. So that's kind of where it all kind of kicked like off it. in comics at least. Right. Right. So is, is that something, you know, being in like, I mean, I know ID well, they do really great, you know, books and, um, obviously the last Ronin was, you know, a big hitter in this last couple of years. I think. Yeah. I read something about some um, nominations about top book of the year or whatever. I mean, it it oh, was wow. so anticipated. I actually, yeah. And the funny thing too is, I uh, I work part time at a comic book store here in in Washington, and you know that that book actually flew off the shelves. I mean, we couldn't. We got so many people requesting it, and it's one of those books that you can't even fit in a comic book box. So you know, you have a hard time yeah. trying to put it in your collection. <laughs> so it just kind of sits off to the side. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a great, it's some great stuff. So great. I'm glad, uh, so, I'm glad people uh, enjoy it. Uh, I, I did not anticipate yeah. it being that huge. Um, really? when I heard like those final numbers for not for number one and stuff, it was pretty wild. Yeah, I, it was like, it was something that, um, be, I, I just started doing, you know, working for the comic book store, you know, I'd say about last February, you know, I do all their social media and stuff like that. So I'm kind of new to the world of how people buy comics and how, how eager they get, you know, I've always bought comics as a kid myself. Um, and obviously the last couple of, you know, I don't know, since 2007, I've been able to, to buy quite a bit, but I was never that guy that goes in on a Wednesday and stand in line, you know? And yeah. wait for the books and you know i like to avoid the rush and all those kinds of things and uh uh that book for sure i had to like figure out a way to get one <laughs> with the oh, owner wow. and we had to, yeah i mean it it was gone i mean it was it was gone and then you got second prints coming off you know flying off the shelves as well you know and so uh you know one of the guys at the store is like hey you got to try and get some of these online and every time you try to get something online they were just gone. Yeah, so I think it was I think we had already book. done a second print before it 
um, before it was technically even on sale yet because we were so drastically yeah. under uh, what people wanted. It's it's pretty remarkable. Yeah, that's cool. That's great. That's isn't that awesome to be part of something that's just generated so much. You know, uh, I, I guess interest. You know, you know. Yeah. I, I just how did that feel? I mean, just being able to like this is a, a project that just grew so quickly and was done so well. Uh, it's it's always weird for me because you're working so far in advance before things even hit the stores. So. Right. When buzz hits, uh, it's always weird for me because I'm like, that just came out. That didn't we do that? Like, <laughs> like that's that's been off my plate for like months. So it's like, oh, we're back back to that. Okay, weird. That's you know that's rad. I mean, I love turtles myself. It's it's one of my favorite books to work right. on. I would love to hear people's opinions on why why they you know what people were craving about that title. I I think it might be one of those things where. Since it was delayed, it, which normally hurts a book, I think it actually may have helped this book and kind of build a, uh, right, you know, build some suspense towards it, which is great. Right, right, yeah. I uh, I do notice some of the delay on there. Uh, the first and second book, there was quite a, a space between. Yeah, you know, release date. So that I think that's actually a, a, I I know I was eager and like you know. Like, where's that book? Yeah. Like, I need to read it, you know? I think it's, <laughs> so, a, it's a bigger book. It's like 40, 48 uh, plus cover. So I think they might be spacing them out. I don't know the exact publishing deadlines and stuff like that. Right. I mean, right. when it gets to me, it's already on fire. So it's like, you got to get stuff done <laughs> as soon as possible. Uh what what's one of your favorite projects that's you know you've done to date? Is it the TMNT stuff? Is it you know? I mean, I love I love lettering Ninja Turtles. It's so fun. Uh, I got to redesign the yeah. new uh, when they kind of rebooted the uh, the trades. Uh, I got to redesign right. that. Um, so it's fun. I wanted to keep some of the things that I loved about the old uh, collection that IDW previously did, which was like a lot of color. I wanted it to be bright and kind of fun. And um, so that was a lot of fun. I mean, that I've had so many projects that I've enjoyed. Um, I got to work on Mountainhead with my brother and uh, our buddy John Lees and uh, Doug Garbark on Colors. That was a joy. I mean, I love anything I can do with my brother. Um, right. The Artist Select books were always fun. I love working on hardcovers and having trade cases, all that stuff's like a fun, uh, it's more of a packaging design type project. So it's a little bit different than comics and stuff. Right. Um, so you get to try different things and yeah, I mean, Madman, Usagi, those were both a lot of fun. The Marvel select books, um, man, what else? Like the, even like the gem and the gem and the holograms, we did like, um, big hard covers of those big hardcover collections of those those were a lot of fun um it's a lot of handmade stuff that i had to find in my old sketchbooks and stuff i put in there for like uh supposed to be kind of like a trapper keeper type look for the design of the book right so it's fun you know gotcha. each project brings like a different challenge and you can kind of you know find a way that works for you and translate your experiences into the design work right <laughs> I like it. It sounds like you're a problem solver. It sounds like, you know, you have to go through there and just, uh, I'm a problem solver myself. I love to be able to, to challenge it and just figure out a process and, and make it work and, yeah. um, find the end results. I dig it from, maybe I should help some, uh, some of our, we have a lot of listeners that, that aren't so much into comics as maybe myself or some of the, you know, other people. And, uh, maybe we should have you describe what your what your actual duties are okay. you know as a letterer and um, let's see if we can throw some knowledge on them sure uh well i'm a designer and letterer at uh at uh idw publishing so we do most of our lettering in-house so we've got a, a crew of people doing all the lettering and the production work and pre-press work and getting stuff ready out into the the printers and stuff like that so uh, logos, lettering, you know, the inside front cover, placing ads, all that stuff we handle in-house. 
On top of that, we also have like our books division um, where we're handling collections of stories and stuff like that. Doing design work for that as well. Um, you know, each project kind of has something different and others kind of need a little more love than others. And, you know, we do some very collectible books that'll be like 500 bucks. They'll have like a, a little sketch or something from an artist. And, you know, they're like collectors type stuff. Um, like, uh, gotcha. you know, like the Madman book and stuff like that. So there'll be like right. big fat books. And that one was a lot of fun. I did like a, we had like a, a gift that we made from, uh, Mike Allred was making a, uh, I think it was like 50 some sketches for people, for people that were buying the book. So we had all of those scanned and we, I basically just made them into a GIF because it was basically Madman running that he was, he was making an animation basically. So I made those into a GIF. Right. So when you flip in the book on the very side of each page, there's a picture of Madman going through one of the movements. So when you flip through the book, it's basically like a flip book of him running throughout fun details like that. I'm getting a little off topic, but it came to mind. So No, I, I love it. I, I love it. I, I think there's so much to comic books that um, I don't even know about, you know, and one of the reasons I wanted to, to shoot you a message and, and get you on, on the pod is, is to kind of get those things that people miss and the art that you guys do, not just drawing, but the art of putting the comic book together and, and the art of doing all those little things that, you know, um, you need the problem solver like yourself to do. Right. So yeah. it's pretty cool to hear it. Cause I, I, I totally, I'm totally learning right now. So I, I'm, I'm loving it. <laughs> well, thank you. We're, we're I'm like, an, we're an unsung bunch. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> we're normally, we're normally in the shadows grumbling about things and stuff like that. So it's much appreciated. No worries. I, all my brethren. Yeah, I, uh, there you go. And I, I think it's, uh, that's, I, I, I'm the one that loves to do this stuff with the comics and, and digging in with the, you guys because, I'm mean, even Jordan does too, but um, it's just, like I said, it's just so much fun to hear you guys talk about, you know, these little things that's just, most people just don't know, you know. So now we're going to sing your story for sure <laughs> and on, our, on our show. Um What's the best part about being in this, you know, comic book world and, and, you know, getting to see all these things coming out? Um, I think it's that, I mean, I love books. I grew up with comics and stuff like that. You know, like a lot of young boys, it's, it's kind of that first thing that kind of right. engages you in reading. Um, right. And my kids are drowning in books nowadays. Like we have so many for them and stuff like that. I love it. I love children's <laughs> books. Um, but I think kind of making something positive, something that you actually care about. Like there's, there's really no downside to it. You're bringing literacy and art into the world. I mean, that's, those are two great things. Right. Um, I know at Comic-Con, since we're kind of a smaller company, we always, you know, like I'll be working a shift at like San Diego Comic-Con at the booth, you know, at our IDW booth. Oh, okay. And it's cool. I mean, you get to see people. These are like fans of what you're working on and they come up and they're excited and they're, pumped about what to do and they like to hear about the other things that are coming up and all that stuff. I mean, that's awesome to see firsthand because, you know, you can get, you can get jaded at times and just, and it, that's always kind of a nice refresher. Unfortunately didn't happen this year, but you get to work with some cool people. I dig it. I think, I think now we're going to, we go, when they open up San Diego Comic-Con, I think we're going to come straight to your booth and make sure we find <laughs> out what shift you are. Maybe we'll okay. bring you a sandwich or something and, and talk in person. Uh, yeah, I know. I, I, you know, it's, I understand. I mean, I know those things get crazy. Um, you know, Emerald Queen, uh, not Emerald Queen, uh, Emerald City Comic Con up here. I've, I, I, you know, I went to it with literally, it used to be a two day thing. Right. Yeah. And now it's a three day thing. Now it's a four day thing. Yeah. And it's, it's insane. And, um, with the comic book store, they have a booth every year. And just sometimes it's just nice to be able to step behind there and get out of the, oh, totally. the shuffling, right, of all of the people and inquiries. And um, plus that helps my pocketbook sometimes too, <laughs> you know, just yeah, I mean, spend it's, so much money. We're working there. I mean, I only do it if it were my job. I'd be like, oh, man. But like, yeah, <laughs> um, I mean, I've worked plenty of retail. I don't need to do any more. I'm all set on it. Yeah. But, 
yeah making yeah. that change up for you know a few days for sdcc it's actually kind of enjoyable um so <laughs> it's kind of like a nice recharge here and it. there like a little change up from what i'm doing day to day so if i were yeah, doing it yeah, every day I, i'd I'd be miserable but <laughs> right <laughs> I th- just being around that many people might just drive me a little bit cuckoo you know yeah it's particularly this last couple last year right oh uh, yeah i yeah. stay away <laughs> yeah i'm having I'm, I'm trying to readjust to the world now so it's <laughs> well awesome awesome do you do you can you talk about any upcoming projects do you have any upcoming projects that you're working on um i don't know i i again like i work far in advance on a lot of things so i don't right. know what i can and can't talk about uh right I don't, that's okay personally i got I, a few sticks and some fires but not enough to, you know it's comics so most of those go nowhere like 99.9 right. percent um gotcha uh but you know like the usual teenage mutant ninja turtles sonic the hedgehog that stuff i'm doing i'm working on every month uh scarant hood by nick roach and uh awesome I'll have to keep an eye out for it. Uh, you mentioned Sonic. You know, you want to know how popular Sonic is in the comic book store as well. Like it's extremely every we get. I don't know, uh, two or three times a week, somebody comes in asking for that Sonic um, book. That's another. And we book. sell out every week. I did not know. I had no clue about Sonic's fan base. Yeah, I, I, I did it. it. And they're wild, man. They're they're so like on it and they're so yeah. they just want more. Like they they do not get right. enough. Like it's it's wild and that's right. Right. Yeah, yeah. It's it it's intense because I again I I I just started doing this store stuff about a year ago and I've I've just I've stuck to my Spider Man, I stick to my indie independent stuff, you know, I do buy stuff from IDW and um and it's like Sonic, what? Like how long has that been out? And you know, and it's a super, super popular book. I mean, not just with kids, but with parents and and adults buy it all the time. We can't keep it in the store. Even the uh, trade paperbacks, they're just always gone. So it's yeah. pretty amazing to my see kids, that book. My kids love it. They I bring home comics for them. They dig it. So just everything else, like it's it's hard to keep track of everything. But man, like Sonic, I. I feel like I should have known about that. It's been around long enough to where yeah. <laughs> I yeah. should have had an inkling I'm, of I the was, fandom. I did not. That's amazing. I love it. All right. So now, um, now we got all the, you know, the major, you know, <laughs> questions out of the way, you know, and uh, we always talk about this cause we're always curious, you know, with the MCU and the, the new TV series, you know, always popping up with superheroes, you know, uh, Jupiter legacy just dropped out, you know, are are you into that? Are you watching that stuff? You know, and how do you feel it? If you, how do you feel about it? If you are, I am sometimes. I mean, I yeah, you know, <laughs> one I have kids, yeah. so I don't get to watch everything I want to watch. Um, but the, there's certain <laughs> things we make I make room for. Um, right. I love the boys is great. Um, right. I think it's absolutely fantastic. I I enjoy it more than I do the books. Not to dog the books or anything but right that's, right that's just how i feel i mean that <laughs> uh one yeah, yeah. vision hey, was cool a, mm-hmm. i'd have to say like my favorite comic tv show is legion legion's amazing okay uh, to watch that you haven't watched that it's, watched it's on it. uh no. hulu i think it's an it was an fx okay show. okay it's, it was an fx show okay yeah it's noah hawley did it the guy that have you watched fargo at all the tv series I have watched Fargo. Fargo is great. Yeah, it's like the same showrunner. Um, and okay. Legion's really, really incredible. Pretty depressing in the I end, love it. but <laughs> <Is it? laughs> I got. I mean, if you know anything yeah. about the character, of you know, it had to be kind of miserable. To yeah, some extent. I do a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I like miserable. It's that gives it. Uh, that's like getting you know uh, some jelly on your jelly to in your peanut butter you know toast. You know, just throw a little. <laughs> What is that? I like it. All uh, right. I did listen to so, your uh, the show's take on Lock and Key. Was not, oh, did you? Oh, no. It was not. No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'll just I leave it there. What, what are your thoughts? <laughs> no, let's hear it. I love it. What are your, <laughs> what are your uh, thoughts on it? I, I'll, let, let, me, let me preface with everybody else I know, um, particularly the owner of the comic book store and all they love the show, and we we get ridiculed um, 
quite often. Our friend Nate loves the show, and he just, you know, thumbs us all the time. About it. So <laughs> I, I, I just want to preface with that. So no, I, it's always nice to hear that. It's fine. Um, we got uh, yeah. Um, I enjoyed it. Uh, I watched it with my wife. We both enjoyed it. Um, I remember seeing. I think I have a bootleg of the original lock and key TV show somewhere that was from Fox. Um, wow. So it's a lot better than that. I, I mean, it didn't even have a logo or anything yet. It was just like some, right. <laughs> some temporary stuff on it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely, yeah, it's definitely, you know, they have their demographic that they're targeting. It's for younger viewers. Like, right. Um, but right. I mean, I still enjoyed it. I mean, I, I also watched like 15 years of supernatural. So I, <laughs> Not right. Like, okay. 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 So I I can get yeah. down. I can get down with some CW type stuff. <laughs> right. 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 <laughs> That's where I struggle. I will be honest. I did try to watch The Flash, and I think I got up to season three of The Flash, and I'm just like, I can't do it anymore. I just need to move on. Yeah. I love the comic books, and this is driving me nuts. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think most shows. I mean, it's. I tap out on the second season of a lot of shows. Like the first seasons, yeah. they kind of start with a bang and then they kind of fall right. apart for me in a lot of them. Um, I don't, how is Jupiter's legacy? Like, is that any good? What's, what's the scoop? Yeah. I, you know, I, um, I almost finished it in a couple days and I don't okay. usually, you know, I like to spread my love out on these TV shows, you know, I'll watch it while I work out or, you know, um, in the middle of where well, my actual job is, <laughs> <I'll watch it laughs> my, you know, hopefully they're not listening. Um, <laughs> but, uh, they've, they've done a, a really good job of, of conveying the comic book and onto the show. And, um, it was very in- interesting. Like I was interested in the storyline and, um, I was like trying to get, I think I just wanted to get to the next phase and next phase to kind of see what's going on. So, um, I, I've, you know, I like it. I loved it so far and, um, I'm, I'm like at middle of episode eight and I think that's the last episode. So, um, okay. I do recommend that and, um, it's, it's between, it's an adult show for sure. So, um, which is the books are kind of an adult book too. So did you read um, the series? It's a great show so far. I actually had to pick it up as the show started. I was totally surprised by, even though I know this Miller world has been on the table for, I don't know how long now, you know, where everything he does is going to go straight to Netflix. Right. Um, I was co- completely caught off guard with the show. It's, I just turned on Netflix. I'm like, what is this? You know, same with like the invincible cartoon. I don't know if you've seen that on Amazon prime. I haven't um, yet, which I really need to. Cause I did love, I love the series. It's a great book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I and I didn't read Invincible because I just it was one. It was in the middle of the series when I started buying comics again, and then I just, I just, I don't know. It looked really childish to me, and that's my biggest problem is judging a cover by its book. You know, um, I pick, I've actually bought books just by the cover and <laughs> made mistakes <laughs> that right. way. You know, yeah. <laughs> so, um, I, I. When Jupiter came out, I just I had to buy the books and start reading it. So it's an easy read. So you know, yeah, I've been reading the books and I've I'm finding it completely as close as possible to the show than I than I anticipated. There's some changes, obviously, here and there, but I think it's been um, pretty pretty good so far. You know, it's right. it's got this like really like dark feeling as you read it, and that the show definitely has that. And and I'll be honest, the the, the CGI stuff on the show has been great. So. Anytime it doesn't look fake, looks great. It almost has a boys' feel to it. Just be honest. That's, to be honest, that's so. kind of the vibe that I got from it. I mean, the production and yeah. everything that I've seen looks great. Netflix does a great job with all that stuff. Um, right, right. But yeah, yeah I, I got a boys' vibe from it, which I don't know if that's a good thing or bad thing. I, I mean, <laughs> I do love the yeah. boys, but I don't know. I, I that might keep I me love from the watching boys, it. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's definitely it's got that it's it it flickers the boys vibe. So it's not like constant. So it's got like a like I said, a mystery thing to it, you know. Obviously you read the books, you already know what happens, but um it's it definitely it's intriguing. So I I like it. I like yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. Might have to dip in if these kids ever yeah. go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Is it 
I say, are they are they in school down there? Or I mean, I, I you know, I, I'm, I'm from California, but I haven't lived there in about you know, I don't know, twenty years now. So I'm I'm curious, is the schools open and everything? Or yeah, um, yeah, there's schools just open. It's basically going to be open for like a couple months, just kind of this tail end of gotcha. the year, right? Um, Near summer. So they've got like five more weeks, I think. Um, right. Yeah, I mean, things seem to be going okay for now. Right, and then it's summertime, and then they'll never go to sleep, right? Because that's <laughs> summertime in San Diego. It sounds like too much fun. Yeah, I mean, it, it, start, it still gets dark kind of early, so we got that going for us. It's not like when okay. I was living in Michigan, and it was like the sun sets at like 10 at night during the summer. So, <laughs> Oh, wow. Yeah. It sets around 8.30 up here in Seattle, so yeah. it's pretty – you can have bonfires all night long. Um, all right, so I – I think we're getting to the tail end here and I just wanted to sure. let our listeners know where they can find your work or how they can keep it. You know, they love to, once they have them on our show, they, they tend to follow them and, okay. you know, and, and so you can throw your plugs in there and, you know, your, your social media, but you know, uh, they'll, sure. they'll start, you'll start seeing some follows and some questions, maybe even there, they could be a little bit brass All right. well, questions but uh social media i'm at robotoid r-o-b-u-t-o-i-d uh on pretty much everything awesome. it's pretty consistent you might even be okay. murdered by me in a playstation game <laughs> occasionally <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if you are Love that it. probably means you're pretty bad or just new at that game because i'm pretty terrible at most <laughs> games but <laughs> um yeah, on Twitter, um, I'm basically I have the the activity of like a a bot where I'm just retweeting and generally have much personality on there, but <laughs> it exists. I love it. it right. <laughs> um, websites robotoid.com. You can check out uh, the book I put out with uh, my brother and my brother Ryan, John Lee's Doug Garbark Mountainhead. That's available Amazon, idwpublishing.com, or your bookstores, check with them as well. That's about all I got. How about yourself? What Beautiful. Do what do I got? I got, you know, um, let's see, I do have some, you know, we drop every Wednesday our episodes. <laughs> so check us out. This episode's going to be dropped on Wednesday. You're, you know, we get to have some fun. I love to plug our Action City comics, but uh, we usually do that later. But uh, that's all I got. I got, you know, I, I enjoyed, you, you know, your conversation. Yeah, I, I think um, I had, yeah, I had, uh, we typically do have a blast every once in a while. We do get someone who doesn't really, they give us one word answers. So where, I love your stories. Where is Action City Comics, by the way? I'm just curious. Act, yeah. So Action City Comics is in Federal Way, Washington, which is like a suburb out of Seattle, from okay. Seattle. Um, it's owned by doug elmore and actually he actually it's a great story um his brother jim owned it for about 25 years and just decided to retire early okay um which he's it's a good thing and a bad thing it sounds like you know suffering from boredom <laughs> here and there um but uh i get to i'm actually i get a i'm very privileged to help them out and do their social media and and have fun and um they actually do live claim shows on tuesdays you know so you, you get to see me on there every once in a while um and then um, it's a great, it's a comic book store. It's, you know, it made it through the pandemic. Um, they've got online store going. And um, now every time I see your books, I'm going to make sure they're at the front of the <laughs> store. Appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. And we're, we're going to do a uh, a podcast just for the store, an episode. It's going to be on our Hot Heroes, but it's just be specifically for the store. So maybe we'll get you on there uh, if you're if you're interested sure. to jump Why on not? an episode with 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 us at the store so yeah i'd love to check it out uh next time i'm in washington we, we normally go up there like once a year it's one of our favorite places okay so. yeah, yeah, yeah it's great by. up here in the yeah definitely come by say hi let me know i'll i'll make sure i'm in the store and uh we'll talk comics and maybe you know see what we can do all right great appreciate it <laughs> all right <laughs> thanks sean for jumping on tonight and uh you have a great rest of your Sunday. Yeah, take care. You too. And we're back. And hope you enjoyed that interview with Sean Lee. I know I certainly did. Um, JR, before we take off, anything you want to plug, bro? Yeah, just like I was uh, mentioning with Sean Lee, 
uh, Action City Comics, you know, every Tuesday they are doing a live show um, claim auction on on key comic books. Um, you know, keep. I'll be honest, you, they're really good pricing because you know you're not. They're not trying to oversell you on eBay, or they're not trying to you know. Um, uh, you know, try and get as much money as they can. They're just trying to have fun and they want people to join and be a part of uh, uh, the culture of Action City and, and be a part of that uh, community. So jump on there. Yeah, I mean, you're ranging from 5 to 10 to $20 books. There are some high-end books on there every once in a while, but um, it's meant for the, the average Joe collector maybe who's just starting out and doesn't want to spend, you know, $500 on a book. So Action yeah. City at uh, on Instagram, Facebook, uh, website's coming along and um oh check us out on youtube you're gonna start seeing us on youtube with more videos um we are on tiktok you know that's starting to build up as well wait we are we're on tiktok yeah are you filming got- me while i sleep again is that what's I- happening yep i got you sleeping right on well yeah check us out on tiktok check us out at hop heroes pod on instagram and twitter uh we have a very exciting episode coming up next week where we'll have it's actually pretty exciting you're gonna see um a guy he's on episode three and eight if i'm correct um he's uh from toronto um morgan david jones and seems like a savvy guy so we'll we'll see how it goes and we're excited to to do this because i've watched jupiter's legacy already and um reading the book and i've read the book so i'm happy to indulge in another reality that needs to come true we're yeah. superheroes yeah are. anybody with three names you know is legit so we're su- super excited to meet that's true meet chat yeah all right well that's all we have for this week thank you guys so much for listening and uh catch y'all next week until then cowabunga bros turtle time <laughs>